हिरोइक टेल्स ऑफ बांग्लादेश मुक्ति संग्राम बर्थ ऑफ अ नेशन एपिसोड एट लीप अक्रॉस मेघना कॉन्सेप्ट रिटायर्ड मेजर जनरल नितिन गडकरी राइटर रिटायर्ड मेजर जनरल नितिन गडकरी स्पेशल गेस्ट लेफ्टिनेंट जनरल शमी मेहता एंड विंग कमांडर कृष्णमूर्ति वॉइसेस सागर नाइक शैलेश महापणकर एंड रिटायर्ड मेजर जनरल नितिन गडकरी म्यूजिक अमित पाटिल स्टूडियो एंड पब्लिशिंग झनकार स्टूडियोज पुणे नाउ लिसन टू द एथ एपिसोड लीप अक्रॉस मेघना वी वर ऑल देर सम सेवनटीन एटीन ऑफर्स एंड रेयरिंग टू गो वी वेर वेरी यंग नो डाउट but we were not new to flying we had flown we had picked up a few hours 100 hours of flying and yes definitely we were young and fresh to the operational flying through jhankar studios efforts we have brought to our listeners the stories of bangladesh mukti sangram of 1971 we are reaching a conclusive stage of this historic saga hence there is a need to recapitulate with our listeners what we have covered and what stage of this mukti sangram we are at we started our journey with these series in april of 2021 the first 3 episodes gave the listeners an overview of the reasons why the situation came about to a rebellion in east pakistan and how india was sucked into it due to the unending stream of refugees who crossed over into india due to the atrocities perpetrated on them by the pakistani military this episode covered the entire gamut of what is known as operation searchlight the second episode was devoted to the war strategy of the indian military to cope for a two front war heaved upon india by pakistan The third episode covered in broad terms the contribution of the Indian Navy and the Indian Air Force in gaining the historic victory of 1971. Thereafter the episodes covered stories of specific battles namely Battle of Longewala on the western front the bloody battle of Hilly and Bogra on the eastern front the battle of Basantar where two PVCs were one within a span of 24 hours and 400 yards this was followed by the audacious para drop at tangail which struck the first nail in the east pakistan coffin the tangail para drop took place on the 11th december 1971 and the link up on 12th december surrender at dhaka took place on the 16th december Today's episode is of the story of crossing the Meghna. The story of leap across Meghna was scripted between 9th December to 13th December 1971. And if the para drop at Tangail had opened the road to Dhaka from the north, the leap across Meghna opened the road to capitulation of entire Bangladesh. Victory of East Pakistan was only possible because of the operations of four corps under their dynamic corps commander lieutenant general sagat singh p 
PVSM Padma Bhushan. This episode is dedicated to the exploits of this great warrior general who never lost a war. Meghna is formed due to the confluence of Surma and Kushiara rivers which flow in the eastern part of Bangladesh. The source of the river exists in the north in the hills which are in India. The river goes south to join the Padma river to form Gangetic Delta. It is one of the major rivers of Bangladesh and at its widest it stretches between 5 to 15 kilometers. It looks like a sea to an onlooker. Meghna during the war was formidable obstacle. It protected Dhaka, the capital city and the seat of power in East Pakistan from the east as the river runs down from north to south all along the eastern part of East Pakistan. General A.A. Kenyazi was secure in the thought that as long as Meghna existed with its bridges in their hands, they were safe in Dhaka. All he had to do was to prevent the Indian armed forces from crossing the Meghna and the easiest way was defending it from the eastern banks and if beaten back, destroy the bridges on it. Thus precluding any chance of the Indian army to cross the mighty Meghna. Let us hear General Niazi's thoughts. Telephone conversation between General Niazi and General Yaya Khan on the night of 7th December 1971. General Niazi Sahab, Aapki Dakka Bachani ki Tarkeep kya hai? Hindustani Fauj badi tezi se humare ilake mein shirkat kar chuki hai. Huzoor, aap fikr mat kare. Dakka Hindustaniyo se mehfuz hai. जब तक हमारे पास दरियाओं को पार करने के रास्ते मौजूद है तब तक दक्का में शिरकत करना नामुमकिन है दरियाए मेघना को पार करना समुंदर को पार करने के बराबर होगा और हिंदुस्तानी फौज के पास तो किश्तियां भी नहीं है वो किसी भी हालत में दरिया पार नहीं कर सकते Indian Army's four corps was given the responsibility of progressing the operations into East Pakistan from the east through Meghalaya, Assam and Tripura. Four corps was led by Lieutenant General Sagat Singh, who was well aware of the difficulty of navigating this corps for operations across three Indian states and into the most difficult terrain in East Pakistan. He was up against the hills of Silat in the north, followed in the middle by the riverine Terran and the bulge of Meghna, and in the south were the jungle and hill tracts of Chittagong on one side and the seawater and Gangetic Delta on the other. With such vast area to subdue, General Sagat Singh was given an operational task to capture area in the three sectors mentioned above and contact the eastern banks of Meghna River. But General Sagat Singh had its sights much beyond, that is on Dhaka. 
his superior commander and army headquarters in Delhi were not very keen to plan for capture of Dhaka as they thought it was beyond reach in the strategic time frame of 15 days. The leap across Meghna has to be viewed in light of these contrasting viewpoints. Four core operations were planned based on three centers of gravity: Silhat, Bhairab Bazar, and Komilla. In the north was the town of Silhat. In the center was the strategic towns of Ashuganj and Bhairab Bazar, which were connected by the important bridge across Meghna, called Coronation Bridge. To reach Ashuganj and the Coronation Bridge, the advance had to confront the strong point of Akura, a border town west of Agartala in East Pakistan, and this action met the fiercest resistance offered by Pakistani forces to the Indian advancing forces on their advance to the Coronation Bridge. Let us hear the first-hand account of this battle from a war veteran, Lieutenant General Shammi Mehta. the beginning of the interview with general shami mehta welcome listeners we have today with us lieutenant general shami mehta pbsm absm and bar and vsm former army commander of the indian army welcome to you sir to the show of zanka studios sir today we would be covering the eighth episode in the series the heroic tales of bangladesh mukti sangram birth of a nation the focus will be on four core offensive in the east and in specific 57 mountain division you were a part of that operation and we would like to take benefit of your personal experiences to bring to our listeners the real life stories of the war sir with your permission could i start the interview My first question to you is as part of 57 division offensive the advance up to akura from agartala is said to have been the fiercest in terms of resistance from the pakistani forces what was the advance like and how fierce was the battle i'm glad nitin the way you phrased the question definitely the start was the fiercest that at least i saw along the axis but this part of the advance of 57 day under foco was important because it started in agartala which is now the capital of tripura and moved on to akhara which was then the border town held as a strong point by the adversary and strong in every sense of the word starting from mines to obstacles to infantry to search lights so that we don't close on to it everything that they could put into akhara they did and to that extent it was the fiercest but the advance from agartala to akhara i would say is a classic example of how the adversary can be beaten down irrespective of his level of preparation and it was a master stroke done by 311 mountain brigade led by brigadier misra whose constituents of four guards led by colonel himmat singh 18 rajput led by colonel verma 10 bihar which was led by colonel soni my own independent squadron which was in support and of course the air force by then had virtually dominated the air space 
So it was a fierce battle. It was classically held. It was masterfully planned. The enemy defended as much as they could. But in 72 hours, they crumbled. And to that extent, the start of 57 Dev operations under FOCO by the leadership of 311 Mountain Brigade will stand out as an ex outstanding example of how a prepared enemy position could be demolished in 72 hours. In 24 hours, we recovered. Then we supported the attack of 18 Rajput, thereby hang the tail in relation to what the... The classical part of the battle was four guards encircling the enemy, armor moving in, the infantry closing in, done by 10 Bihar, and the 18 Rajput and putting in an outstanding assault across the railway line and some very good and very intimate support from artillery by Colonel Behel, who was then commanding the artillery 65 Mountain Regiment. Okay. I think all put together, we surprised the enemy, although we were so close to him. He had no clue what we were going to do. And the victory in Agartala, from Agartala to Akhara, should be seen in the context of that once uprooted at Akhara, I don't think the enemy did anything else but panic. The center of gravity in the south too led to the gates of Dhaka from the southeast, what was called the Dhaka Baul, from crossings the Meghna at Daid Kandi, which General Sagat had his sights on. Fighting in all the three centers was fierce with Pakistani units unwilling to give an inch to the advancing Indian army. Around 7th or 8th December, it was obvious to General Sagat Singh that the Indian advance on the east banks of Meghna was going well, yet there were no crossing points captured. General Shami Mehta interview. When we were closing into the bridge, before we had completed the closure from the flank, which 18 Rajput and 10 Bihar were doing, there was an advance taking place frontally from four guards. At some point in time, the corps commander decided to pull out four guards and put them in a heli lift. The pulling out of four guards reduced the pressure on the enemy. But not knowing that the pressure had been removed, the div commander of the enemy had already blown up the bridge. Now you have remnants of 27 brigade which have been uprooted from Akhaura, did not occupy their position in the Brahman barrier, now find a blown bridge behind them. They had something to do for their survival. So with the frontal effort removed, the flank that was moving in got into what I would call a spoiling counterattack, in which my squadron was involved, 18 Rajput were involved, 10 Bihar were involved. That was successful only in part. But it did bring in a small halt in our operations. There were casualties on both sides. I lost three tanks. But what really happened is, that because the pressure was so intense and because our movement was so fast, the panic displayed in the following manner. A spoiling counterattack by what could survive, uh, going back in boats and everything else for 27 Brigade. And in a matter of hours, the entire brigade had gone across to the other side in the safety of the other side. So I am not in a willing, I'm not in a position to indicate as a minor setback. There is no way an operation will go the way it is entirely planned to have happened. But in hindsight, you see the pulling out of four guards may have resulted in this little action of the adversary. But a larger thing is the game of that play. So what is being done at the strategic level may not always be understood at the tactical level. That's the way I would put it. 
Yet, General Sagat Singh was no ordinary commander. He had all the while his strategic aim very clear. As explained by Lieutenant General Shami Mehta, that while tactically on ground, the operations were not meeting the desired success, yet the larger game was already set into motion, that of Heli lifting an infantry battalion group across Meghna. General Sagat Singh first asked the Air Force Commander, Group Captain Chandan Singh. He talked about helicopters lifting four guards across the Meghna. And Chandan Singh, answer was in the affirmative. I heard some ground noise will say, what will happen to ground fire? And Chandan Singh said, don't worry about it. I am going to be in the first helicopter. So that settled that matter. Then he asked me, he said, Shami, your tanks, you have to get across the Meghna and join up with the guards. So, I mean, I was what, all of 27 years, no experience in crossing rivers. We had just converted into PT-76. My answer had to be an instant yes, sir. Now, that is what a capable commander does to his subordinates. The only answer I had to give was yes, sir. And then there were very many, many, many attempts that we did to cross. We found a way to cross. Finally, we did cross. We did island hopping, as you may have known. But uh, I think it was a challenge thrown. I said yes in awe of my co-commander, but then found in ways and means to see how we got across and we got across. You see, at that point, the, way, the position where I was standing in, the position which is not really any high ground, I could not see the other bank of the river. And we have not, uh, never, in my squadron, after conversion, had never crossed the river in crossing. But I know it's an amphibious tank. It's a, the Russians call it Plavushi Tanka. That is why it's called PT-76. It is meant to float. But the trouble is that military tanks are required to float perpendicular to the objective with the idea of getting onto bridgeheads. But here the stream was flowing so fast, if I got in and play, say I could only get out 10 or 12 kilometers downstream. So that was not possible. And therefore I asked my co-commander if I could get a helicopter to look at it, have a reconnaissance of the, uh, the uh, river. I was allowed one, which was a very hurried reconnaissance. I took my map. I didn't, could not do enough work. I asked for another one, I got another one. Then what I did was, uh, Nitin, I marked islands that existed in the river at that time. So, I decided that I will make an entry on the home bank, hit the first island, get all the tanks together, then move to the second island and do island hopping and get on to linking with the guards. Good luck. We had no recovery. We had never crossed. We were doing it in enemy territory. We did not know what opposition will exist in front of us. And we crossed. And it didn't stop there. Just as a matter of interest to the listeners, by then, we had captured three Pakistani tanks. They were also PT-76, which Indonesia had loaned them. We prepared them for amphibious crossing and we took them along. So, although I had lost three tanks in the battle, I had picked up three tanks as a result of what happened. No, they were already in nursing day because helicopters took them 20 minutes across. So, they did 10-12 lifts. That happened. Okay, so, the point. They were already across. So, when, where did you join? Uh, At nursing day. Nursing day. Yeah. So, uh, short of nursing Was day. there any... Pakistani opposition to... Uh, no opposition. Obviously, what happened was that the enemy that blew the bridge was always, I think, anticipating that we will actually, we are crossing to come for them. We had no intention. And I remember Sagat Singh mentioning that they are digging their grave, let them dig, there is no way I am going to go towards it. And that's what happened. The destruction of Coronation Bridge firmed in General Sagat's mind to cross the Meghna by helicopters. 
never had in the history of military warfare such a daring and audacious maneuver ever planned. The MI4 helicopter, which was the workhorse of the Indian Air Force, had never attempted more than a company airlift and General Sagat wanted to airlift the entire infantry battalion, that too at night. Wing Commander Krishnamurti was part of a young band of pilots barely out of their teens with their leaders not even into 30s. All were brimming with confidence and enthusiasm to make sure that the war was fought to a successful end. We have the benefit of listening to Wing Commander Krishnamurti in person. Let us hear his views. Sir, how confident were you going into the war being a rookie pilot? We were barely out of the teens, to put it in a kind of, you know, uh, very attractive term. But we were all 22, 23. And my own flight commander was 29 and the CO was just early 30s. We had assembled a few months earlier from various squadrons. When asked as to when did you come to know that you will be crossing the Meghna carrying his troops, his answer was a surprise. You will be shocked and surprised that we didn't know till the last minute. Why I said I must give you some background? Because when we did the Sillet SHBO, Special Heliborne Operations, that was a time it was realized that the Mercy missions can be converted onto mild offensive. The young Motley crew flew sorties in the midst of battle at night, carrying the troops and the stores much in excess of the limits prescribed for the helicopters, primarily because their leadership, both the Army and the Air Force leadership, was convinced that use of helicopters gave the Army its best chance of success in reaching Dhaka. So when we come to the Meghna, that is the time when Chandan Singh, Group Captain Chandan Singh and General Sagat Singh, two Rajputs got together and planned. This is what we are going to do. What we are going to do is help the Indian Army. Though the Indian Army had told him very clearly that you are not going to cross the Meghna. You are not going to come anywhere near Dhaka. It is for the troops from the north, north, northwest will come. These people decided and told the Army, Eastern Command, Eastern Command boss, General Aroda, very clearly told him, with, we have witnesses to have heard this, said, Sagat, you are not doing any such thing. Sagat said, yes, sir, I am doing it. The helicopters flew even when the enemy bullets were hitting them. But so relentless was their zeal that they continued ferrying troops across. Please remember, there were sporadic flying even when the intelligence told us that the place has been softened. I am using the word softened which means that enemy forces have been put down and they are restricted to their own pockets. So what happens is one odd small group firing the helicopter. We had bullet holes but by and large we didn't have anti-aircraft guns firing at us. And we were also low so that the others did not know that they knew the noise, they heard the noise, but not the helicopter. So we were doing takeoff, fly for a few minutes and land. By the time they realized something is flying, we have already landed. We dropped the thing. Imagine Gorkha rifles, 
we dropped them and they had no food for two days they had no arms and ammunition but they were fighting against the enemy on the spot so this is the kind of happiness we had when we did so what we did was good and how it is going to be helpful to us we knew then and there luckily for the four core general majid of pakistan had refused to heed the order of general niazi his superior who had ordered his 14 infantry division to move to dhaka instead he moved one brigade to silhet and balanced if his division was ensconced in bahirab bazar till the end of the war had he listened and obeyed the orders the helibone troops would have landed in the midst of his division at raipura and narsinghadi the history of bangladesh war would have been different general majid was sacked from his command by general niazi for his disobedience of orders if anything this episode reflects the state of morale of pakistani army we asked lieutenant general shammi mehta about the pakistani army's morale and he had this to say in your opinion at that point in time what was the state of the pakistani army and if at all uh, you can comment on the leadership well what i would say is strategically they had planned to have strong points on the border some very strong points and some strong points the moment the first strong point was hit and the advancing indian troops did not allow any break in the momentum all that i could see the pakistani army do was panic i think i was fortunate to see that army panic and also begin to realize in my own mind what panic does to a force and it is panic that made made them not occupy brahmanbaria it is panic that made them blow up the bridge it is panic that made them launch a slight counter attack it is panic that once they got across the bridge they didn't even move out to where we were moving so i would say an uprooted enemy results in panic one one mountain brigades four guards was tasked to be heli lifted and establish a bridge head in the area of raipur and narsinghadi the balance of their units were to be inducted across meghna either by helicopters or by boats for subsequent advance to dhaka by 4 am the entire battalion four guards and a troop of a light regiment of artillery ferried across by the helicopters 19 punjab crossed over using boats thus by 10th morning there was a brigade minus strength across meghna on 10th december four guards continued its advance to narsinghadi and their advance was greeted and cheered by locals who joined them and it looked more like a marriage party than a tactical advance but the resultant effect was narsinghadi was captured with little or no resistance from the pakistani most of whom had abandoned their positions on securing narsinghadi the rest of the 311 infantry brigade of 57 division was heli lifted eight helicopters flew 164 sorties between 11th and 13th december 71 to transport 1350 armed troops and 40 tons weapons and equipment thus 
the crossing of Meghna in the central sector and southern sector of four core operational area sealed the fate of Dhaka, which agreed to an unconditional surrender on 16th December. Never in the military history a nation was liberated in the span of 14 days. The operations of four core were like Rommel and Gurdian's Blitzkrieg. General Sagat was instrumental in putting three infantry brigades across Meghna within a matter of five days. A force consisting of more than nine infantry battalions supported by the elements of artillery, armour and engineers were poised to attack Dhaka from the northeast, east and southeast when Pakistani army decided to surrender. The generalship of General Sagat is studied at many places and it deserves mention. Establishment of Heli Bridge across Meghna was General Sagat Singh's brainchild. He was mulling over it even before the war. He wanted to use the vertical envelopment as a manoeuvre to surprise the enemy if he got an opportunity. The destruction of the Coronation Bridge at Ashuganj gave General Sagat the opportunity to put his audacious plan in action. There was tremendous opposition to General Sagat extending his operation across Meghna. He was even warned not to do so. But General Sagat was no ordinary commander. He was a field commander in the League of Montgomery and Patton who seized initiative and forced the enemy to provide an opportunity. He informed his seniors. I am a co-commander. I am expected to exploit an opportunity. If an opportunity presents itself to cross the Meghna and gives you an aim plus, I will take it. I am not restricting you to the east bank of Meghna. I am giving you the west bank and beyond. You should be happy. General Sagat was one of those rare breed of field commanders who were born to lead in a battle. He is known to have lost no battle in his life and he fought one too many. Uh, Nitin, I had not met him before that. I think he was an outstanding field commander, the best that I think the country has produced since independence under battle condition, as a battle commander. He had the foresight, the charisma, the understanding, the motivation level, his ability to become earthy, his ability to be able to interact with rank and file and create a sense of uh, comradeship, which is what made us lead, which is what allowed us to move from the most difficult and the fiercest battle to what finally turned out to be a joyride like moving into Berlin in the Second World War. Giving admirable support to General Sagat Singh was his Air Force commander, Group Captain Chandan Singh, an equally dynamic and brave officer. Their combination was lethal. Let us hear what Wing Commander Krishnamurti has to say about him. Yes, there is something common between these two gentlemen, Sagat Singh and Chandan Singh. Both are Rajputs and both are from the same approximately the geographical area and both are from the Rajput private army. They joined the army and the air force later. In 62 and 65, Chandan Singh had already showed the air force what is capable and what is capable of doing with an ordinary Dakota 
Dakota is DC-3 of Second World War vintage. With that, he dropped the rooms, he dropped the arms and ammunition in China border. And he got a VRC for it already. So when these two brains put together, when they realized the infantry is very, very happy. When they don't have to walk, they get a helicopter to go and assemble at another distance. Okay, so when these people realize that this is possible, this is the time they said, please let us use all the available helicopters instead of casualty evacuation. Casualty evacuation can, can be done by the Chetaks, the MIFOs, which are capable of, you know, like 10, 20 people, two tons it can carry and let us use it. That is how the Meghna crossing, the the seed was dropped in the Sillet drops itself. General Sagat has stated once, giving an interview, Bhai kya hai? What is fear? I don't know. He was like a hawk flying in his helicopter, looking for his prey down below, and whenever he sighted an opportunity, he would swoop down and grab it. When a grim-faced General Niazi was introduced to him at the race course in Dhaka, after the surrender ceremony, he said this to say in admiration, Ya Allah, aapne naqabile tasawwur ko anjaam de diya. Which meant, Oh my God, you have accomplished the inconceivable. General Sagat Singh was a rare breed of commanders who took every setback in his stride for the greater glory of the nation. A soldier, a general, and a patriot of the best creed, General Sagat Singh. The four core operations up to and beyond Meghna River were Indian Army's finest achievements. It shaped the destiny of three nations. Undoubtedly, it was India's finest hour. We brought this to you thanks to Jhankar Studios. We will next time bring to you the final episode Surrender at Dhaka, the birth of a nation. Keep listening.